to the Mental More Mindset Podcast. I'm Yaa. As a peak performance coach and lifestyle architect, I help women who are ready to reach their next level, eliminate negative self-talk and break through what's been holding them back so they can have clarity, confidence and prosperity in their career and lifestyle. This podcast is to empower you with a Mental More Mindset and help you reach your next level so you can uncover your purpose, reclaim your power and reach your potential. This means no longer living by default but dreaming big and pushing yourself to be, do and have more. I want everyone to know that change is possible, that you are not alone, and there is an alternative way forward, because when you change your mind, it will change your life. Hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Mental More Mindset with me, Yar. And today I have the amazing Claudia Evans. Claudia, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Hello, I am Claudia Evans, as you are so beautifully said. I am a fitness instructor, currently a fitness instructor. And um, yeah, just kind of moving, moving my body is what I do and have done for many years. I love that. Now tell us something about yourself that most people don't know. Um, I don't think people know, but I am a science fiction, sci-fi, fantasy reader, enthusiast. Like, I love it. I could read yeah. sci-fi all day. Love that. Love that. Um, so what's your favorite sci-fi uh book? Um, I I would say author at the moment. Well, it has been since I was about 13, which is really embarrassing. That is where my mind resides <laughs> as far <laughs> as reading concerned. Uh David Eddings, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Or is it and Robert Jordan? Yeah. So it's kind of old school. It's kind of old school, but um yeah just takes you away to another place oh I love that so tell us a little bit about you and what your professional story okay so I started as a dancer um Mm. many 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 moons ago so professional dance for about 15 years so from end of uni age got into it it's I mean it's a hard industry like most things are but uh dance professionally traveled the world danced for artists did videos um trade shows like everything that you can do as a dancer the great the absolutely amazing and the, you know also the the money jobs as they say where I don't mm-hmm. know dancing in a dancing in a club which is amazing it's very enjoyable but you're like oh my gosh I last week I was dancing with such and such so I started off as a dancer um and then and then decided to move on I was like right okay this isn't for me anymore I need to change and I decided to be a presenter Mm. for a, for a hot minute I mean I thought it was going to be MTV all the way um I don't know traveling the world just fabulous like I I don't know what it is I've had this thing in my mind that I am going to get to the top of everything I'm doing um mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows I don't know where it came from but um then I yes I was a presenter for a bit um didn't get to MTV I've been I've mm-hmm. been on there as a dancer but I thought, okay, what's next? I don't want to stop. I don't want anything to stop me. I want to just keep moving. So then thought I need to move my body because I don't think they tell you when you're a, move, a movement person in general, athletes, dancers, anyone that does movement for life, you can't just stop. Mm-hmm. And I realized that. So you can't just stop moving. Um, I mean, you're getting endorphins every day from your work, from you know, just your body, from what you do for a job. And then you stop. So then I was like, I need to move my body. So then got into fitness. And um, I started, I don't, how many years has it been? Coming up to 10 years, coming up to 10 years as a fitness instructor. Uh, I teach bar, I teach 
spin. I teach dance fitness, which is my love, body to the beat, which I do um, online and I take it to different spots. Um, and general PTs, weights, like everything. But, you know, I kind of enjoy the spin, the dance fitness and my PT, so I mean, my personal clients. Like it's, yeah, that's me. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I love that. So I know you've got a, um, a, your own company called Body to the Beat. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. So this started before lockdown. This is my baby. Um, it started before lockdown. I wanted to do dance fitness, as I said before. Like, I love dancing. I will forever be a dancer, whether I'm being paid for it or not. That is just going to be me forever. Um, and fitness. I love seeing people improve in their their day-to-day life, their movement. So I wanted to mold the two together. And a lot of people do it. A lot of dancers go onto this and do fitness and mold them together. And it's just amazing. Like, I just want to be, that's what I want to do with my body. I know I enjoy it. So I thought, right, let's build this. So before lockdown, a couple of months before lockdown, I started, then lockdown happened. So I had to bring it online, but it it really, it really kicked off. It's amazing. Um, I've got clients and members from all over. I've got ladies in the US. I have ladies in Scotland. I had someone in Portugal, like, so it's online. We know in lockdown we had to kind of bring everything online. So yeah, yeah, we just we got dancing. Oh wow, wow! So so I know this, this may sound like a bit of a redundant question, but what motivates you to get up in the morning and go and go like a hundred percent? Being honest, yes, I'm not a morning person. I am not a morning person. I've learned to because as an adult, we have to do these things. When you have a job, you have to get up. So mm-hmm. most early mornings, what motivates me is I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to let people down if I do not get out of this bed. Mm. I like to stay in bed and chill. I like to chill in the morning. Just wake up without an alarm. That's me. But I know that we have to get up and we have to do something. So I get up, I turn up and I, I motivate people. I'd like to stay in bed till at least 11. <laughs> I'm just being on, I'm being honest. No, I love it. No, that's what, that's what I love it. I absolutely love it. So, so for, for me, I can hear that you love to serve other people. So what is it about being of service to those people? That sounds like the thing that motivates you. Yes. I like to, I like to show up for people. So mm-hmm. then they will show up for themselves. Wow. Like as, as a instructor, like I can be having the worst day, the worst, everyone, life is, life is, you know, life is life. Mm-hmm. So if I show up and show that I can put that aside and turn up and be the same switched on person every time. And I'm not saying I do it hundred percent all the time, because sometimes you physically and mentally can't do that, but mm-hmm. I will give my best. I will smile. I'll try and engage with everybody in that class. I want you to be present. I want you to have an hour off. I want you to have 45 minutes off where you listen to me, where you don't have to think about what you're doing. Well, you do have to think about what you're doing, but you don't have to form it in your mind. You follow what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. I give you a bit of energy. I give you a bit of love, a bit of whatever it is that you want to take from that situation. might just be the exercise. You might not come in Mm -hmm. for me personally, but that motivates me. I, I want people to go away feeling better, fitter but better. Mm. And why is that so important to you? Um, I think because when everything is great in life, when everything is great, 
you can react in a really good way to life. You can just be like, well, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, it's fine. But when you have been through some things, whatever that might be, but what, you know, you decide it's a hardship. Mm-hmm. You can then see it in other people. Mm-hmm. And when I'm, when I'm at those points, something always happens. Something always happens. And it makes me feel emotional, but something always happens to brighten up, even if it's a second of my day. Someone will say something, random person on the street will say something or do something. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's even as small as someone holding the door and smiling at you. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds so small, but those little things I pick up on. And if I can do that for someone else, then I feel like I've given a little something. Yeah. And if, you know, I can see it and I want to do it and I know that changes my day, then I want to do it for someone else. Sometimes I don't have it in me to do it. And I will sit in my little room and stare at the wall because my life is talking and being upbeat. And sometimes you need to chill. But when I can give it, I'll give it and I'll do it as much as I can. I love it. So what I I like the sound of also is that you take time out for yourself. Why is that so important for you to do? Burnout. You don't want to burn out. You don't want to get to a point where you have nothing for yourself, nothing to give to, especially if you have responsibilities. I mean, I don't have any dependents, but... I just see so many people do it. They go and 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 then everything goes to pot because they're the giver. They're the person that looks after everyone and they've got nothing left. And I think, again, if you go through certain things in life, you have to know that you need to pull a bit back and you need to recharge. See, then you can go and give again. It's constant flow. It's constant flow. It's never ending flow. It's up, so, it's down, it's all around. Yeah, sorry, go on. No, no, it's fine. I was just going to ask you, I interrupted you. I was just going to ask you, have you been a giver in life? Um, yes. Yes, I have, but I'm also very selfish. And I know that about myself. And I don't say it in a way that I'm mean selfish, but I know when I've done enough in my eyes and in my, you know, in my mental and physical capacity, I know when I've, and then I'll stop. Yeah. And I think I have the luxury of doing that again, because I don't have dependence. I have the luxury of, of saying, right, okay, now I'm done. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if that's, that's, I think it's a luxury. Some people don't have that choice. They just have to keep mm. doing it. Yeah. I think that everybody does have that choice, obviously on different, varying levels, but. Yeah. Have you always thought that way? Or is it something that's come, that, like, as you've, the older you've gotten and the more you've matured, it's something you've developed? Yes, it's something I've developed because I think when, when you're younger, and I, I don't want to do the age thing because people view things in different times, people have different lives. But I think the more you see people and the way people act and the way you react to people, you can learn from it. So you know, you, you can give, you can give, you can give, you can give in a certain situation and not get anything back, or you feel like you didn't gain anything from that. So then that kind of makes you change a little. So then you might give less in another situation, or you might give the same amount. Does that, is that answer? I think that's answering. No, what you, you know, you is, it is answering it. Yeah. What I'm basically asking is that what created that shift for you to go from somebody who was giving, giving, giving to somebody who's now like, I have standards. And so when I reach a limit, you know, that's that. 
I don't know if it was a sharp stop, like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't think mm-hmm. it was that kind of thing. I just thought it was me seeing patterns and me getting tired and me getting frustrated with myself. Mm-hmm. And to not get to that point, you have to change something before that. So then I thought, you know, actually, I'm going to give it. I don't want to be, t- I don't want to be. And I think it's mainly in a work situation. Mm-hmm. I think because my job is so physical, I don't want to be like pulling myself up the stairs after. I don't want that mm-hmm. to be the case. So when it's time to rest and it's time for me to say, right, I'm not doing anymore, I'll, I'll stop it. Because you know, you know the triggers of these things. Mm-hmm. The more it happens, you know, oh, I'm getting to that point where I need to chill or I'm either going to burst or fall. Do you know what I mean? One of those. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think because you know you can do better. There wasn't a crazy thing that happened. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so what are your triggers then um, that you can, that you recognise in like, oh, it's time to slow down? Um, getting antsy the uh like like I get lightheaded like I I don't know I'll get up and I'll just be like whoa and I'm like hmm this that's Mm. that's a sign that's your body telling you you need to slow down for a bit you need to eat good food you need to relax you need to do whatever it is or just not be around anything or eat bad food whatever you class it just you know (laughs) chill for a bit um so physically I feel like everything I do well, the majority of things I do, I get a physical reaction to. Mm-hmm. My body will tell me, but I think that's because that's how I work. I'm a very physical person. Um, so I get a bit, but then again, sometimes you're just tired. Sometimes you try mm-hmm. and get up and do something and you just want to go back to sleep. <laughs> so I will, <laughs> I'll sleep. <laughs> I love that. I love, because no, because I, I, the reason why I love it so much is this, the idea of um, the fact that you've developed a system, if you will, that you a, you're able to, take care of yourself first because I don't think it's selfish either um so Yana Van Sant has this phrase about when you're good to um about being self-full so it's about being good to yourself first and that you can then be good to others yes absolutely yeah I I don't know who that was but I like whoever it is (laughs) (laughs) did you say Ya or did you say another name I said another name Yana Van Zant. Iyad. Oh, see, I thought you said it. I was like, she about she's she's done a lot of work with Oprah. So, um, but basically, oh. she, yeah, she's a. Uh, she oh, should know. Um, <laughs> no, you shouldn't know. You don't have to know. Um, it's just basically the whole thing is about um being taking accountability, and part of taking accountability for yourself is saying, you know. Um, this is as much as I can do. This is how much I'm willing to do. And it doesn't matter what where you are in life. It's just because her whole thing is that once you're able to do that, that self-love that you're able to give to yourself makes you a better person for everything else around you. So yep. where a lot of people, especially women, will start with others first, she starts with herself first so that she can then be better for everybody else. So she, that's that's basically the kind of thing that she teaches. Um, and so that's, when you said selfish, I was like, oh no, I don't see that as being selfish at all. Yeah. I think the white way around, I think a lot of people have got, um, have turned that on its head, you know, because especially, you know, when, you're, when you've got a family to take care of, when you've got all of these things to take care of, that, that becomes your first port of call, as opposed to actually saying, no, I need to be my first port of call because nothing happens if, I don't, if I'm not right. Yes, yes. So you are the focal point. Yes, it's, it's very true. It, but it does remind me, like, we have, times are changing, I feel like in the last 20 years, rapidly, 
but you know the thought pattern before that was you give as much especially for women with families mm-hmm. you put everyone else first yeah. and it's you have it's something you have to grow out of you have to unlearn I think yeah you have to yeah. unlearn that kind of behavior and it, it's coming along but it's it's taken a while <laughs> so is that so that's what I wanted to get back to so is that something that you've always had where you've always known that as in or was there a point in your life where you didn't know that you had to learn it um no I think it's something I've always learned I've always been like that I think Mm. um I have and then haven't been in situations where it has altered and I have I think that we we can be like that up to a point and then you are told that you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. And then you don't come first anymore. And I do understand mm. it to a point. I do understand it to a point because I think, for instance, when you have a family, you do mm-hmm. have to give, you are then responsible. Like you had the family, you are responsible for yeah. the home and you do have to do a certain amount to keep a whole other human being, you know, healthy in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you do have to again get to a point where you go right okay I can pull back a little bit but as I said it's like learning and un- unlearning things because at mm. some point you, that, there's that line between the point of am I just being actually really selfish and not thinking mm-hmm. about anyone else or am I genuinely needing to do it to then give some more because not everyone mm. does think like that not everyone does think rationally for whatever reason you know yeah yeah so, so what's that how do you get how did you decipher what that line is because I do agree with you there is a line um I suppose motive you've got to think of what your motive is for what outcome do you want and then what was your motive for that outcome like what what's this for what why am I doing this why mm-hmm. am I going to be selfish and if it's because you know well I don't know, I want to buy a big car that I don't really need or I want to go out. I want I want to go out and get drunk. Like, that's not a good mm. reason mm-hmm. to do whatever. It, but if it's actually because I physically, physically can't move, I physically and mentally need to recharge myself because mm-hmm. I don't have anything else to give. You know, if you can think like that, then I think yeah. you're all right. Yeah, I think so too. And so then what you said, you've always been like this. So where do you think that think comes so. from for you? Um, I don't know. I, th- I think I think we. It's a battle between nature and nurture, but I think we are who we are, and then we come into cer- certain situations. So I came. My mum is a giver. She's a nurse, or she was mm-hmm. a nurse. Um, she's retired, um, and she is a constant giver, mm-hmm. and she loves it. She is such a great human being like if she wasn't my mum I would really like to be around her mm-hmm. so I feel like I watched her do that and went nah it's not for me not not in a I don't yeah. want to help people but mm-hmm. not the way she does I you know you see people give 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 mm-hmm. and I just and then you see them tired they don't mm-hmm. show you it but you see them and you're like mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing I think I must have seen that at a young age and thought I'm not going down that road I will give to to the people I feel in deserving of it and that doesn't mean it's a family mm-hmm. or a friend whoever I might meet though I feel like actually you could do with some help I will do it mm-hmm. but then it comes to a point and I'm not so yeah so I, 
I think it's just from watching, watching yeah. and seeing maybe at a young age and yeah. deciding that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. wrong or right, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think, but I do think that that has a lot of merit to it, though, um, in the sense that you, you like you say earlier, you don't want to give to the point where you're depleted and you have nothing else to give because it's that. Um, there's a song by Brownstone which I used to love called um, Five Miles to Empty," and that's mm. and that's how you can be. You can be yeah. like five miles empty because you're always going always trying to do everything for everybody else and you just have that much because the way I see it is like it's like having 50% if I've got 50% the most I can give to anybody else is 50% if I've had 50% I get to keep the 100 and I can still give I still have 50 to give away yeah um so when you said the fact that you said that you've seen it um and you've actually decided it's something that you didn't want to do um, from from young, I think is really, really important. And I think it's really like, um, what's the word? Really forward thinking to have that such a young age to know, okay, this is not what's going to work for me. I still want to give, but there's a limit to what I give. And I really, really love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, (laughs) excuse me. I feel like, I don't know. I feel because of the mindset we come from, I do feel like it's a selfish way of being. And I remember being told the same as well. I remember being told mm-hmm. that you are, um, that I, you're too selfish to have children. Ooh. I remember Ooh. being told that, at, mm, I, yeah, it's, it's a strong statement. And at the mm-hmm. time I was livid. I was like, how dare you? And then when I think about it and I see people and I'm like, maybe she was onto something. Mm-hmm. And maybe she, you know, who knows where it came from, if it was a horrible place or, a, a, you know, just an observer mm. place. But um, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Could be right. I just know that some things aren't for, not for me. No. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want, and I don't mean it like mm-hmm. it's just my situation. Some things I'm just not going to give as like, go, 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 go. But I give it in other ways. I give it in other mm. ways. And I always will. And it makes me happy to do it. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, and I think you've hit the nail on the head there when you said you give it other ways. I think that it's not up to anybody else's anybody else to tell you what to do or how to do it. And I think we live in a world that if you don't, if it doesn't look in a certain way, it doesn't come packaged in a certain way, then ultimately you're wrong for doing it the way that you're doing it, even though it may work for you. So yeah. it's um it's actually so it's selfish by consider if you consider it by society standards, but actually yes. the quality of your life is better because you are choosing to live your life your way. The way you want to do it, yeah. Yeah. Which and a lot, you know, people, it's getting better, but people have found it really hard. I mean, you see people have double, triple lives, don't they? Mm, yeah. Because they can't they don't feel like they can be authentically themselves you know yeah. and we, we're getting there I wouldn't say I'm 100% authentically myself not 100% I still have that kind of old school mentality of how you should carry yourself and how you should mm-hmm. be and you know maybe I'd be a little bit different if I didn't have that but it's what I have and I'm happy with it and I'll roll with it again for, for now until I decide to change it <laughs> or not if you choose not to it's okay either way <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so the next question I want to ask you is what's your biggest failure and what have you learned from it? Failure. Oh I I don't really take like to say I fail, like really categorically fail at anything. Mm-hmm. I try like I 
I found that really hard to deal with to say you failed mm-hmm. like I failed tests and stuff I know what are my weaknesses I am my consistency isn't very good I'm not consistent with things mm-hmm. like you know I'd love to say I get up every day and meditate every day consistently no I won't I'll do it when I need to mm-hmm. or I want to um mm-hmm. and I'd like to say I personally train my body as a fitness instructor I train then him here and there no I don't I don't consistently eat really good green food like I would say that that's one of my downfalls a failure I failed at a lot of things I don't like to categorize them as a big failure because mm-hmm. I just like what's that doing for me personally I just mm-hmm. I don't know I've tried lots of things oh I failed it as a presenter but have I failed as a presenter because now I present every day in a studio mm-hmm. it's my show it's my show to show everyone so I haven't yeah. yeah um yeah I don't know I don't know what what's the answer normally like to the people have things that they really say I failed at that I don't know. Yeah, I I personally think it's um it's about what you learn from it. So it's not necessarily about the failure itself, or even if you consider the failure failure. Some people yeah. don't, but it's the lesson that's in it. And I think yes. um and I think that's the difference. If you if you keep making the same, not even failing, but if you keep making the same mistake over and over and over again, then you're still waiting to learn the lesson. But if you learn the lesson true. from it. That, yes that's what pushes okay. you to the next yes okay so lessons okay I'll come back then I'll come back round because I know I now know exactly what you mean um uh I mean you get there are consequences for everything aren't there so if something goes wrong there's a consequence yeah. I started dance I started dance fitness classes off that didn't happen and it was like that's not that's not your crowd that's not your crew Mm-hmm. go elsewhere so maybe I've learned to be persistent if I love something if you truly love something mm-hmm. it might fail a hundred times it might keep failing if you truly love it and you genuinely think you are giving something to it or to whatever it is whatever it is if you super passionate just keep going keep doing it get up try again call another person try and use their studio, call another person, use, do you know what I mean? Just keep going. My lesson is persist. You can be, I'm not very consistent with things, but then when they fall away, I'm like, that wasn't for me. If they always Mm. fall away, but if it comes back, I'm going to keep going. If the passion is still in my heart, I'm going to keep going for it. So what I'm hearing is that you are consistent when you're passionate about it. Yep. I love that. I absolutely love that. Oh, I love that. Um, so with that, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way? And by resources, this could mean people, this could mean um, things that have shown up, this could be serendipitous things, this can what resources have helped you along the way in terms of getting you to where you are today? And that can be professionally as well as personally. Um, there have been people along the way, people mm-hmm. that some people I bucked heads with. Mm. Um, and that bucking of heads made me realize that you know maybe you do need to push yourself some more Mm -hmm. don't sit in this don't sit in this area one lady in particular um 
Nahid, who used to own Good Vibes in um, central London, um, we bucked heads. It was changing and we bucked heads. And I was like, oh, I don't want to. And she was a bit like, what is going on? I mean, she was an amazing businesswoman. Like she owned all of, like she's just really like almost where I wanted to be at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she was like, what's happening? And she pushed me. She pushed me. And actually, when we, when I first started working with her, she was like, you're not good enough. Um, you're going to need to go away and do something. And whenever that has happened to me, I remember a dance teacher in my college was mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? Get out, basically. Yep. And those people, they pop up in my mind. I'm like, there is no way that is happening to me. And I go away and I work it out and I come back better. Not that I wanted to be better than everyone else, but I come back better than I was and better than every, because I work at it. So um, people for sure they mm-hmm. they come into your life at the right time and then if you're as authentic as you can be at the time with a situation someone will see it and they'll see it and they'll push you forward as well um I think you have to be open so mm-hmm. if you want to go into a field you need to see what's happening who's in that field already you need to be open and you need to like I don't know you need to get courage you need to just do it. You need to you need to step in. You're not ready to do it, but you've got to do it anyway. Because I feel going back to the failures, failing at something really teaches you something. It really does teach you and makes you see how you don't want to do it ever again or you do want to do it. So stepping into the space, basically. Step into the space. Even if you are not ready, you have to do it because you have to, like you can't forever be on the outside looking in. What's going to happen? You kind of, you have to step into it at some point. So just putting yourself in the space. So I can't, how did I get in? I, I just applied for everything. To start with fitness, applied for everything. Even when I started dancing, just applied for everything. You turn up, like you'd hear someone, oh, there's an audition. You, and then I turn up to wherever it was supposed to be. It's not for me. You turn up, there'd be all blonde girls with blue eyes, not looking for anyone. And back then it was really a look. You know, we go for looks and you know when, wasn't for me and you get the job because you turned up and you just stopped or you won't get the job but you'll learn something (laughs) turn up (laughs) that's it so I love that so there was two things that came out that was courage and turning up so what has given you the courage to turn up and continue turning up the passion Mm. I want to do it I've seen it and I want to do what they're doing I want to do what I think you might not but there might not be anything you might not even know what it is but you know that there's a, something in you that you want to give and you want to do it. Passion. Passion. Um, sometimes it can take someone else pushing you. Mm. Who, who knows? Or circumstances pushing you. Yeah, I yeah. love that. So in terms of people pushing you, you spoke about two people earlier who mm. basically told you you weren't good enough. And now At the time, take, yeah. Yeah, at the time. So they would have told you that, but you came back stronger wanting to prove them wrong. Like a lot of people may have taken that and looked at it as like, I'm not good enough and so I'm not even going to continue. So what made you keep pushing forward? I wanted to do it. And there's there's always been, I don't know if it's been a good or bad thing. I'm going to say both. There's always been this thing in the back of my mind, front of my mind, wherever it is, has sat that to a point where I can do anything. There's been that in my mind that I can do anything and I'm going to be good at anything. Life shows you that you might not be able to do it and you might not be that great at it. 
but there's always been that in my head and I don't know where it came from I don't know if it's you know a nurture thing that parents I don't know I don't know but it's always like I'm going to do it I want to do it so I'm going to do it so that made me go back and then don't tell me I can't do it stubborn maybe a bit belligerent to be honest don't tell me I can't do it because I'm going to do it and it pushed me and when I came back the respect I got from those people who were mm-hmm. people that were quite high up for me anyway they were like what did you do I went and I learned it I went and I trained I went and I did whatever so I could come back and you get respect when you get respect from people that you respect it's it's really nice mm. I love that sounds like a game changer so what is the one thing that you wish you would have known at your, the beginning of your career that you think would have helped you the most uh Mm, I don't want it to be cliche but you're enough Mm. you are you're more than enough um I think I don't know what it is but there's so so many times you can have doubt put into you Mm. so many instances and it's mainly people kind of who are hurt trying to hurt you but you can you're enough you're more than Mm. enough and it sounds cliche because it's been said quite a lot but it's so true yeah if I knew yeah and also, I knew that people really, they're really not watching you. They're really not. People are really thinking about themselves. Mm-hmm. People, like, you think that you step out of the door and everyone's looking at you or everyone, like, like I've always felt that I'm on show, mainly because I like being on show. Like, I'm a performer. I'm a performer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're not really, they're not looking at you. They're thinking and looking about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that big a deal. Go about your business because everyone else is going about theirs. Um, so my next question is, what is your greatest fear? Um, it's going to sound really bad. This is ego and I know it is. Mediocrity and... Um, <laughs> sorry, I laugh because it sounds ridiculous. Um, and what's that word? being insignificant mm. that's ego all over I know what it is but what are you going to do mm. I can't believe I'm saying it this is on a podcast as well and it's probably going to go out to yep yep yeah so yeah. tell me a little bit more about that the mediocrity and um being insignificant like why why would I be here and not want to mm-hmm. be seen and heard Mm-hmm. that's me and I know that I don't know if it's the month I was born on what day I was born who knows um but I why why would I I remember being in an office I had an office job for a bit mm-hmm. and this girl was just looking at me and she was like I just don't know how you do it like I come into work and I just want to I want everyone to just kind of look over me I don't want my clothes to be loud. I don't want anyone to sit. I just want to get on with my work and not be bothered. Mm -hmm. No one Mm -hmm. even look at me. And I was like, we are literally yin and yang. I can't imagine stepping out the door. I mean, look, I'm always in something bright. I smile. I say hello to people. Hi, you're right. Like, I don't know. I want to be remembered. I want want to make a little, I want to leave my mark all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound like ego to me. I'll be honest. Really? It doesn't. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. It's, uh, it, what it sounds like to me is you want to, like you said, you want to leave your mark. You want to leave a legacy. So if I don't yeah. ask you what you're, yeah, that doesn't sound like, it doesn't okay. sound, it doesn't sound like um, 
it's like mediocrity for you, not mediocrity as in what society tells you you're, um, what society tells you you should be. That's what it sounds yeah, yeah. like. Okay. It doesn't sound, it sounds more like wanting to leave a legacy. So you want to leave people um, better off when they leave you than when when they, when you, before they. Yeah, before I'd like they, to think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, this hasn't always been the case, you know. I mean, I remember my teens and my early 20s and, oh, yeah. The Maybe screw face was. era, the screw face era, you know. I can't even do it anymore. Like, I'm just going to laugh and smile. But those kind of teen 20s, mm. like, are you looking at that kind of time? It just makes me go, oh, like, yeah. like you go through stages in life. But, yeah, I want to leave something nice, a little sparkle yeah. somewhere, something, yeah. yeah. So your teens and 20s sounds more like ego. Now it just sounds like just wanting to, like you said, leave some sparkle. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, while while I can, yeah. Yeah. So talking about leaving some sparkle, what excites you the most about the next 12 months? Next 12 months? um, Mm -hmm. Seeing what happens, because I feel like I'm at a point again where everything's shifting. Mm -hmm. Like, you work, you, you see something, your eyes on the prize, you work to that, you get there, what's next? Like, I feel like I'm now again at a bit of a shifting time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who knows? Who knows? Like, I think this is me. I think I do fitness and I do whatever. But it, life's fluid. It can change real quick. And I'm very open so I'm like, who, you know, in 12 months time, I will still be moving always, but who knows doing what? So I'm excited because I think things are quite open. Oh, I love that. And so then how do you fit everything in or have you ever felt that you couldn't fit it all in? Oh, I don't try and fit everything in. No. I, it, when I need to, I get stuff done. Like mm-hmm. when it, you know, most people actually, when, am I allowed to swear? I don't know if I am. When shit's in the fan sorry you get it done I asked and then just did it anyway apologize afterwards don't ever ask (laughs) um sorry it's not that bad a word anyway um but you get you get stuff done um and then when I don't want to do it I'm not doing it so if I if I don't have to fit in I'll just scratch scratch it off the list Mm. yeah um and what advice would you give to a woman who wants to go to her next level but isn't sure where to start or what to do? Um, seek multiple people out that, you know, next level of, if you see people and you know exactly, like, that's what I want to be doing, seek them out, ask, ask more than one, because you ask one person, they say no, and you get a bit daunted. Just ask as many people as you can in that field, ask for help. And then ask someone else for help. Say, I don't know what I'm doing. Ask. You'd be surprised, people that will help you. You'll also be surprised the people that really don't care. And that's fine. But people are helpful. And it will surprise you. Ask for help. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, and if you could step into my shoes, what's one question that you would want me to ask you that I already haven't? Are you wearing trousers? <laughs> Simple. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. All this whole setup, it feels like I haven't done it for a while. I'm like, are you wearing pants? <laughs> yes, I am. She's wearing pants. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. Love got to pay whether or not I leave that in. Um, <laughs> the last question I want to ask you is what gives you a meant for more mindset? Meant for more? Yes. What, what, what gives it to me? Um, I think it's doesn't matter how bad things get and don't get me wrong you know I feel enchanted I feel like I have an enchanted life I was born in this part of the world I haven't had certain challenges that millions of people have had but things can change in a breath Mm -hmm. things can change in a breath knowing that things can change for better or worse in a breath I feel like it can be new so there is more there's always Mm -hmm. more because things change so quickly better or worse you're never going to be stuck in this moment you never because it has to move it has to move it just does it's life and I think that that really helps me know that anything can happen anything I love that um, Claudia, I just want to say thank you so much. I want to acknowledge you for your honesty. I want to acknowledge you for your bravery. I want to acknowledge you for being you. I want to acknowledge you for your perseverance and consistency and perseverance and just um, you're just your just desire to be you and be more of you and then share that with others because I think it's such a gift. It's such a gift and you are really a bright spark that lights up others. And I just want to say thank you so very much for being you. Thank you very much for acknowledging it. Thank you for your smile. As soon as I saw it on the screen, I was like, yeah, hello. <laughs> it brightens up. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this uh, chance, this platform. This, oh, this really God. appreciate it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's really nice. This is nice. Oh, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> So before I let you go, please let our listeners know where they can connect with you online. Um, Online's best is Instagram, um, Claude Marvon and Body to the Beat. So they're separate. So we've got business and we've got whatever. Um, I mean, contact me on there. Slide in the DMs. I am on Twitter, but it's quite serious. And I don't know if you can see, I'm just not that serious. So, yeah, if you want to contact, slide in the DMs, man. (laughs) In a, profession, in a professional way only, please. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So guys, I'll also put those details in the um, show notes so you'll be able to find them there as well. And on that note, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to us on this episode and we shall see you on the next one. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more about me and what I do, check out my website, nextlevelcoachinggroup.com, where you can also download my free Release Your Mindset Blocks Guide. You can also follow me on Instagram at Next Level Coaching Group or on Facebook at Next Level Lounge. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a rain and review. Thanks. See you on the next one.